Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Um, it is nearly Hanukkah now um, and hopefully you have some fun socially distanced Hanukkah plans uh, available, safe and um, festive. Um, we like to share good news on these channels because uh, Lord knows we need some good news in the world today. Um, and besides showing Orthodox Jews at you in the city that do things that are out of the box, that have interesting hobbies or careers, um, we think it's so crucial to show Orthodox Jews that spend their lives doing acts of kindness. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you dress. And I mean, it, it you know, sort of matters. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the laws and the rituals are important. Those are obviously important um, elements to a religious lifestyle. But it kind of doesn't matter if you do all that external stuff, but it's not backed up with goodness and kindness um, at the core. There's certainly a value in the rituals, um, you know, each of them independently, but um, if sort of the the foundation of it all isn't based on kindness, it's not causing the person to be a more aware um, person sort of looking at those around them in the world that may have less, that may need help, um, then ultimately, you know, the the outer actions may be a little bit empty. Um, I have Torah to prove this um, when the you know would-be proselyte approached um, Rab, uh, Rab Hillel um, and asked him what the Torah on one foot would be. He said, what's hurtful to you, don't do to your neighbor. The rest is commentary. So um, showing Orthodox Jews that, you know, don't just keep dietary laws and Shabbos and, you know, dress a certain way, but also uh, do acts of kindness. And there are so many of them uh, is an important part of us reversing negative associations about religious Jews. And the media just keeps hammering away at the worst parts of the community, which we must address. We can't sweep it under the rug. We can't pretend we're perfect. But at the same time, there's so much great news to report on. And we're so we're so happy to report on, really, I would say a, a hero of the modern Orthodox world, a woman named Joyce Glar. She really spends her life, she spends her life doing chesed. Um, this is the woman who, you know, at every PTA thing, I mean, she's just involved in so many different aspects of the community, um, both uh, the official organizations and schools and schools, and then also the side projects that she's gotten herself involved with. Um, and she is special and unique, but there's also, there are many Joyce Glars in the world throughout all of the different communities. And this is just a chance to talk to one person that's a mover and a shaker and really spreading kindness everywhere. So Joy, thank you so much for joining us today. Had I known I was going to get that introduction, I definitely would not have agreed <laughs> to do this. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to get me to blush, Allison, but you you did it. Okay. I'm so uh, happy. Okay. So you have lots of things going on throughout the year. I can't even keep track of them. Um, and and I think you know what I really value about what you do is that you're you're a behind the scenes kind of person. You do what needs to get done, um, but you. You're just you're just involved everywhere and lots of different things. But let's talk about the toy drive right now because that is this time of year. Um, but just so our listeners know, this is not like a you know a small point of time in the year that Joy is involved in these types of things. It is an ongoing and active um, avoda that she's involved in. But tell us about the Bergen County Toy Drive, what it is, when it started. Um, a little bit. Sure. Okay, so the official name is the Bergen County Hanukkah Toy Drive. Uh, we've had people say that's very long. Can't you change the toy drive? And I'd like people to know that it really was essentially started around Hanukkah. We are a toy drive that was started 28 years ago by a woman named Marla Friedman who lived in Teaneck. Um, I live in Bergenfield, neighboring town. 
uh, she has a special needs son. And 30 something years ago, there weren't services like Friendship Circle and all these wonderful organizations that, you know, provide social outlets um, for people with special needs. And more importantly, really giving kids in the community um, an opportunity to think beyond themselves. Uh, the Bergen Fields you know, community has grown you know, tenfold in the past 30 years, but then they were, it was a one synagogue, one shul town. Um, it didn't have so many people. And she felt that there was a need to get people involved in community service. So she, with, through her son, um, knew of some organizations, I believe OHELP and Jewish Family Services were whom she started with. But uh, since then, um, you know, she got the schools involved. And at the time there were fewer Jewish day schools. Um, I am a mother of five and my two oldest children are Hanukkah slash Thanksgiving babies. So it was always our, uh, you know, uh, ritual every year. They had their birthday parties and the Jewish idea of tithing, of giving one tenth of what you get, we just try to instill in our children very young. So if they had 10 presents, they knew they had to pick at least one that would, they were not going to keep. And it couldn't be the uh, gross one. We tried to encourage them to give the one they actually liked because they knew someone else liked it. And we used to bring them to Marla. And what Marla did was so striking to me that it just made what we say a Rosham. It made a mark. You didn't just drop off the toy. Marla happens to be a preschool teacher and she would come out with her big smiles and a fruit by the foot. And she'd say, oh my God, you're such a mitzvah boy or you're a mitzvah girl. And you are putting a smile on someone's face. And she just made them feel like a million bucks for giving them that like candy land. And my kids would say to me every year, Ma, when are we going to Marla to give our toys? And as they got older, Marla needs volunteers. And then my children grew up helping Marla pack the toys, sort the toys, et cetera. Um, about eight years ago, Marla said, you know, she's ready to pass over the baton and asked me if I would take it over. And I, I knew it was a huge undertaking. And I said, just one year trial. Um, so that was eight years ago. Um, my house was able to accommodate a little more than Marla's garage. And the number of charities grew from two to about 20, um, both in the United States, some in Israel. Um, nowadays, because of COVID and such, we kind of send a check, help the economy, they spend it there. But in the old days, when people could take two suitcases, we filled suitcases that were given out in Sharit Tzedek, in hospitals and poorer neighborhoods in Israel. Um, we also um, are very into Tikkun Olam. And it's not just about Jews. It's about who we are in the community. And we partner with our local police departments in Teaneck, in New Milford, in Bergenfield, uh, the Center for Hope and Safety, which is about a women's shelter in the community that does not really service the Jewish community, but such an important organization. So we really... Uh, make sure that we address both the Jewish organizations, uh, people who are poor, people who are sick, the non-Jewish organizations, and then the what's very close to my heart are the uh, group homes for developmentally disabled adults, because they, in my opinion, are kind of the forgotten of the holiday season, um, many of whom don't have family left. They're older adults who live in group homes who have no family, and we supply uh, their gifts as well. And they're one of the few ones that we take um, can you, you still there? Yeah. There were a few that we take uh, wish lists from. Um, mm. So that's kind of in a nutshell. So we, we give to about 20 charities, but the real key, in my opinion, is the achdut, the unity that it provides. Um, every single synagogue from reform to the farthest to the right that we have in Bergen County and Jewish day school, Salman Schechter, all the way through, once again, to the more orthodox, um, participate in our drive. We're over 50, five zero. Uh, day schools, preschool programs, high schools. Everyone has a box. Everyone has at least one or two volunteers. We have liaisons and everything is collected from the schools, dropped off at, by volunteers at my home. Other volunteers, usually high school kids come sort the toys into about 20 different categories. 
We weed out the stuff that perhaps isn't appropriate for the Orthodox community. We find them good homes. We weed out the stuff that probably should have been given away, you know, a long time ago. We have something called the Creepy Clown Corner, uh, named eight years ago by a very creepy clown that was donated. But since then, it has been joined by a number of things like, you know, darts with real points, axe throwing game that we got this year. Um, certain things not appropriate for anyone, but always a good gag. Um, but really, it's a community-wide effort. Our local newspaper highlights it. All the schools get involved. And I really think that it's a beautiful thing to get so many people at the grassroots level uh, thinking of people other than themselves, um, getting their kids involved with chesed. I do go into synagogues and pitch from the pulpit, and I beg parents who have small children, and I tell them they are never too young. This is the time to get your kids involved. Don't just click on Amazon and send it to me. Send it to your house. Have your kid come here. Let me give them that fruit by the foot that my children were given, you know, 20 years ago that made that mark so they can get themselves you know, truly invested in thinking about other people and not themselves during this. So I want to just jump in here because I just love everything that you're saying. You know, I've seen people, obviously tzedakah and acts of kindness chesed is a big value um, within Judaism. And like I said at the beginning, anyone that uh, claims to be religious Jew, really, it has to be a complete package, not just rituals, but also you know, the acts of kindness. Additionally, I've seen um, practices in Orthodox families of sort of taking out the pushka, the ch- uh, tzedakah box and having the kids put in a penny a day. And there's certainly something nice about that. Schools do this as well. I'm sort of having that daily act of giving as part of your uh, practice. But I have to say, I just, I absolutely adore this idea of tithing your birthday presents or Hanukkah presents and not just the, you know, gift that nobody wants, but actually taking something that you do want. Um, and instead of feeling, because how many kids are like grabby and want more and, you know, and see this pile of gifts, but want that pile of gifts to be able to, um, inculcate a, um, a sensitivity in your children from a young age that, um, cause I say to my kids all the time, you know, do you know how, <laughs> how fortunate you are, this bubble that you live in of opportunity and privilege, but to actually, um, have them do it at a young age pick out one of their best toys. My kids, I don't say they're all grown, but they're at this point, my youngest is double digits. But for anyone listening, this is such an incredible um, thing to do for birthday parties. Maybe I'll try to grab the younger younger two that are still getting the birthday party gifts and see if we can uh, do a couple more years of this. Now, after the schools and the different organizations um, donate, first of all, can you give us an idea of scope? Like how many toys are you receiving now? It's funny. Someone asked me how many toys. I can tell you it's certainly, you know, tens of thousands, if not more, uh, for sure. Um, we had one organization came to pick up today and um, she said, what size truck should I send? And I said, the sentence, she didn't remember. She said, can I send you a Sprinter? I don't know what that meant. It was that big Mercedes, their community truck. It wasn't close. It wasn't even close. There was like 50 boxes and five bicycles and toy doll houses and, and, and play kitchens. I mean, you can't imagine. We do take from every organization, we do offer like a bit of a wish list because there are certain donors who are, you know, will say, you know, it's nice that to get the little kids involved, but if I'm going to give, I want to make sure that it's going for, you know, something that's, you know, really going to make a difference. And so we have like, you know, Chai Lifeline will tell us, unfortunately, of a young woman who, you know, um, is, 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 at, is, is battling cancer and she's trying to Zoom to school from the hospital and she needs a laptop. Mm-hmm. So we do have wish lists like that. Uh, we do believe that, you know, all the toys are collected from Bergen County. So there's a concept called which means that you have to look to your, your local and although we are an affluent community, unfortunately, due to COVID and just general 
you know, life. Uh, there are people in need in our local community. So uh, I do have a partner and I really need to get this out there. I should have gotten that the right away. Her name is Dahlia Stelzer. Um, she is she makes me look lazy. Um, she is unbelievable. And she is running back and forth. She, she was the force behind a food pantry that cropped up during COVID around the corner in someone's garage. And she's running back and forth from the toy drive, toy drive to the food pantry. But through the food pantry, she encountered many people who just this year in particular, life is hard. So she just posts on a WhatsApp of people she knows, totally, totally what we call the Seter, totally private, no shame, where she said, if you're having a little trouble this year, making ends meet, and you can't get your kid what you want, or you have a bar or a bat mitzvah, you know, that year, a lot of kids get something that's really, ooh, and that's big and fancy, like AirPods or, you know, some cool hovercraft or something like that, and or even a pair of Uggs. And it's something that seems so trivial, but it makes that child just feel like they're of their friends, you know, similar to their friends. She takes a wish list and then she sends it to people who she knows can supply those things. And, um, and they pay for them. So those, she, she kind of deals with more of the one-on-one -on -one person. I deal with the big organizations. Um, but we really try to uh, make sure every organization gets what they need. That's another part of this that I didn't really factor in when I did it was everyone's like, so people drop it off. So just leave it in the bags. They drop it off and just have High Lifeline or Rohel or JFS. So they'll pick it up. And what I've learned throughout, you know, the past eight years is how every Jewish organization, every nonprofit organization is basically funded by people who work their tails off, who don't get paid at all or don't get paid nearly enough for what they do. So to say, oh, it's their job. No one, you know, to send them toys that they don't need, to send stuffed animals to sick kids who can't use them because they have germs. Or one of my personal favorites, which was given to me by Marla, is we do not give toys without their batteries. How cruel is it to give a kid a remote control car? And frankly, a lot of times the batteries cost more than the car itself. And you know what? We have a woman in the community. She's the battery donator. Mm -hmm. She just gets on Amazon every time I say, I say, Shane, do we need more C's? She sends me C's, double A's, triple A's, whatever it is. Um, and like, you know, and so to get, to give a gift to somebody that they can't use, um, or to help them out, to sort it in a way that when they get it to their warehouse, they can get it out quick. We had charity picked up this morning, last night, we're in, we're in our, you know, our home stretch here because they have to turn it over by Hanukkah. So when they first get these 40 black garbage bags, they have to sort it out. So if we can pre-sort it and say, if you open and you see Lego at the top, the whole bag is Lego, the whole bag is girls' crafts, the whole bag is puzzles. Um, it just helps them when they get there. So we really try to be an aid to them. We have no overhead. We are totally volunteer. The only um, victims are my family, I suppose. Um, we were actually got away for Thanksgiving and my husband said the best thing was that because we were in a home that he could see the surface of the couch and the table. Um, so, you know, we love it. My kids love it. Um, this year, COVID had a lot of challenges and thank God Akadosh Baruch Hu gave us a lot of strength and a lot of wonderful people who helped us figure it out. And I think it was actually financially our most successful year. People really stepped up, uh, which is just, a, you know, talk about good news, the good news. Allison is that I get to do this every year and the news can get me down too, but I just encounter the most amazing people over and over again who are just so willing to give of themselves, of their time. If they don't have money, it doesn't matter. Like uh, I, I have, someone writes me a check, but I need someone to go to Amazing Savings because we got doll houses and it didn't come with dolls. Right. So someone had to go and get me dolls. And, and like this WhatsApp group, what can I do? People are tripping over themselves to help. They want to be useful. They want to be helpful. They want to help others. And it's a beautiful thing.
Amazing. So let's talk about what does it take to process 10,000 toys? <laughs> because that sounds like a really large number. And now having built, you know, operations from scratch, uh, programs from scratch, I can really start to wrap my head around like what it means to not just receive all of these toys, but um, do something meaningful with them in a, a normal amount of time. So take us through the timeline and okay. number of volunteers. How long is your house uh, toy store for? Um, <laughs> how many hours a day are people working? What type of um, you know volunteer opportunities are available? Sure. How, how do you process um, a small toy factory in your home? Okay, so so I guess from the get-go, the second Simchas Torah is over, I mean, we're in toy drive mode. That first, Dahlia really handles the uh, donating organizations as far as being a liaison to all those schools, shuls, synagogues, et cetera. Um, I really deal more with the charities on the receiving end, um, but Dahlia is um, much more of a lady than I am. I have no problem getting up in people's faces, so she sends me... I go to the schools and I pitch the, I do, I do pitch to the schools, but she handles the actual, she, every woman in the office or the PTAs that are in every school, uh, they're really our, they're our soldiers on the ground. They're the people who, um, every school gets a box. Every school has different ways of collecting. Some prefer the toys to go to the classroom. Some prefer the kids drop the toys up at the entrance, but either way, the toys have to get to me. I do not leave my house, um, basically from Thanksgiving until, until Hanukkah because there is always an Amazon package arriving. There is always someone dropping off. And just like that, that story of when I dropped off with my kids to Marla, I never want to miss a chance where someone's going to drop, come by with their children. So I just don't leave. Thank God food deliveries. It's fabulous. Everything comes to me. Um, so right after some Torah, we send out to all of the donating organizations, are the contact names the same? Who are we dealing with? Um, hopefully they're the same. A lot of times there's a couple of organizations who will reach out to us. There are a couple of new synagogues, small grassroots ones that they, that they want to be a part of it because they remembered from last year that they missed their boat. So they reach out to us. We add them to the volunteer list. Um, so every school of Ishul has at least one or two liaisons who will uh, make sure that it gets publicized in their schools, in their shuls. And they also are the ones responsible for bringing the toys to my house. Uh, once the, excuse me, once the toys get to my house, uh, we've got volunteers of two types. We have adult volunteers who tend to come during the day, uh, moms who are working full-time, part-time, but they're, they like to come a couple of dads, but it's mostly moms. Um, and then at night, uh, we get teenagers and a lot of people think, oh, it's just the chesed hours. A lot of our high schools have service hours. The kids aren't allowed to take midterms unless, you know, they fulfill a certain amount of hours, but happens to be that a bunch of our schools don't have those hours like Frisch and I have kids reach out to me, hey, can we help? This year was especially challenging because although my house is, the basement is large, uh, we had to abide by all social distancing rules, masking rules. No one got through the threshold of my garage without getting purelled. Um, but normally I could just post that we need teenagers for tonight. I need 10 teenagers to come and sort. Um, and I couldn't do that this year. So I have to special shout out if they're listening to the administrators at the local high schools because they worked with me, helping me to post this year. I can only have ninth grade from TABC or 10th grade from Maya Note or, you know, because they in schools are a capsule. So because they're in school together with masks on social distance, they're allowed to be in my basement in that scenario. But I couldn't even mix grades. So this year was especially challenging getting the volunteers when I needed them, where I needed them. The other part is that I never know when people are dropping off. So it's not like I say, I need all the toys on this Tuesday. Because if that school didn't get their toys that day or their custodian didn't collect it or that volunteer mom who probably has 10 kids on her own, not 10 kids, five kids, right. you know, she didn't get to me. 
So um, sometimes it's on the fly. Uh, we have wonderful families. Sometimes this, like two nights ago, I had to put an SOS out because I got a last minute delivery I wasn't expecting. I needed to get sorted because the next morning the charity was picking up and a lovely family who was a partner of themselves with four children came and they, thank you, Robin Ashkenazi, if you're listening. And, um, and they just sorted for like an hour and a half and it's fun, but you have to be careful. The rules of the sorting are like this. The toy, I tell them, everyone stands outside in the garage because that's where the stuff gets dropped off. You look at it, you take off a price tag. No one wants to see the toy came from Amazing Savings. I always tell them if the price test is $50 or over, you can keep it on. The person will feel good. But if it's less than that, you take the price tag off. Number two, does it need batteries? Because if we need batteries, it goes to the needs battery box. And there's you know a volunteer who will literally sit there and all their job is to find the mi microscopic print, figure out the batteries, tape the batteries to the box. Um, number three, is it is it in good shape? Because sometimes people donate things and People mean well, but they end up emptying their closets and they give us things that either are used or haven't been used, but was from circa 1980. We got, we have the whole Seinfeld games, you know, set, you know, sitting down there. So, you know, just critically looking at, is this something we want to donate? Um, and then once they have determined that it's, you know, something we're going to use, they go down to my basement and my basement, it's divided in about 18 segments. It's, it's signs everywhere. And there is board games, there's toddler toys, there's forgive me, not so politically correct, but we call it the girl section, which is like LOLs and, and Barbie dolls and strollers and stuff. Then we have the boy section, which is uh, matchbox cars, remote control cars, anything sports heroes, uh, excuse me, uh, superheroes. Um, then there's the sports section, the craft section, um, the very underserved boys craft section, which if anyone's listening, boys craft too. So stop making them so girly. Um, and then this year, especially because of COVID, our puzzle section, which is normally very small, but we got so many requests for puzzles this year. Um, so that was, um, that was uh, a big one. Um, so once the stuff is sorted, and mind you, it's rolling, there's packing and sorting going on at the same time. Certain charities need the stuff very early because they have to get it to their people. Other charities don't necessarily use it for Hanukkah. They will use a little bit, but they use it all year round. Uh, iShine, which is one of our local success stories, talk about like just a fabulous group, um, is technically under the auspices of High Lifeline, but they run after-school programming twice a week for children whose families are in crisis due to health issues or God forbid if a parent had passed away. They get picked up by volunteers they get driven to Noam, Yeshivat Noam, uh, not this year because of COVID, but in general. Um, they get given dinner. They're given dinner. They get homework help and an activity. And by the time they're returned home to their mom who might be sick or have a sick sibling, they are all set to go to bed. It is a tremendously beautiful thing. It is totally funded privately by people in the community. Um, and they, a lot of times the kids don't want to be there. So they have something called an shine store. So Michal Zatz, Rabbi and Michal Zatz, who is um, uh, the assistant rabbi at B'nai Sharon's wife, uh, works with Aishine, runs Aishine, one of the heads uh, with Gila Weinstein. And they, she comes and picks out things that she, will entice the kids to stay. And they kind of, you know, they get, they get, they get um, what's it called? Tickets and they can buy at the Aishine store, et cetera. Um, so, you know, so she comes and takes things also. So, you know, it, it doesn't just go to, necessarily sick kids, but sometimes to the family of six kids or, or sick kids or to the family, you know, that's in crisis. Um, Let's talk about feedback now, because we're, we're sure. about five minutes left and I want to sure. um, make sure we do the, this segment. 
Um, what, what kind of feedback do you get? Any stories over the years that stick out from people within the Orthodox community, non-observant Jews and non-Jews? Can you give us a little Absolutely. smattering? So um, feedback is of course wonderful. Who doesn't love to get toys? Um, the um, Center for Hope and Safety, the Battered Women's Shelter um, is always especially grateful. Um, a lot of times she'll tell us, you know, yes, we give toys for the kids, but like I said, people donate all kinds of things. So someone gave us, you know, a robe and slippers, an adult size robe and slippers, or, you know, a, like a 20 pack of facial masks. Uh, Celine, which is a local store um, in, in our area, donated a ton of makeup samples um, to us um, in, in beautiful cases. And so like we gave them to that to them so that the moms could feel good. I mean, they feel great giving their kids stuff, but these are women who are literally have to escape their homes because their lives are in danger. So to give them something that makes them feel amazing is like fabulous. Um, we also from, like I said, the Jewish Association for Developmentally Disabled, JAD. So they have the group homes and nothing goes to waste. And even though those people emptied their closets, I remember a couple of years back, we got a Walkman. I had to explain to my children what the Walkman was, how the cassette works. It was like fascinating to them. It was like watching like archival material. Um, and my kids are like, Ahma, you know, someone gave us this. No one's going to use it. That year at JAD Homes, someone asked us if we had a Walkman. Because their uh, their residents, their consumers are in their 50s and 60s. We have one gentleman who every year asks us for the Hunt for Red October DVD because he watches it. He's savant, like he watches it over and over. He gets worn out. So we supply it. Um, the Bergenfield police um, have a detective, Witty, who is a doll. And he has two, a bunch of three little girls. And when I reached out to him, and said, how can we help you? I mean, I don't want to just obviously sports and stuff. He said... None of us know what to get these tween girls. Like, what do we do with tween age girls? Like, we, we all have little kids. Or we have sons. We work with Police Athletic League. What are we doing? So, um, um, Rosenbaum, Yeshiva of North Jersey, RYNJ, we're local with schools. I said, you know what, girls? You guys are on tween duty. Uh, they took the money every, like you talked about the pushka, putting money in sucker box. Um, every day money gets collected in their classrooms. And the month of Kislev, which is the month that Hanukkah is in, they, um, they assign the money they collect and they purposely go out and buy tween age gifts because they're in junior high school and what better person to buy a tween age gift than a tween. So these Orthodox Jewish girls who are never going to meet these kids in Bergenfield, you know, they're Hispanic, they're Filipino, they're whatever nationality they might be, many of whom are, are immigrants. They're supplying the toys for the police athletic leagues, um, uh, drive. And we get tremendous feedback that we always get lovely letters from them that it made their day. These people went to the local food pantry and there was a Barbie doll inside, or there was, you know, the latest, you know, plush toy or whatever it was. And it was chosen by, by Jewish girls from the community who just knew what to get for someone their age. Beautiful. It's really, um, it, it's so clear that when Jews act according to Judaism, um, the feedback is just is yeah. as it should be. It's this yeah. is our this is our role. This is our duty. Um, for anyone listening, well, do you, do you have a need for next year? Like, how could someone get involved when they're listening and they want to help volunteer next year? What's what's the way to contact you? Okay, so we have a website, bctoydrive.com. It's it's basically um, it tells us it shows you know who we donate to, who we receive from. Um, I believe my email's on there. I think it is, but if it's not, it's my name, JoyceClar at gmail.com. Um, we love to get people involved and, um, we're always happy to really have any help. I can usually find you something to do. <laughs> not bad. Uh, that, and I, by the way, I would say that's actually an accomplishment because sometimes th it's a challenge for an organization to utilize volunteers effectively sometimes. And even we experience this, there's people that want to help and you need to even have the mechanism set up to appropriately, you know, utilize volunteering. So if you're actually able to 
you know, take that on. That's, that's incredible. Right. I think the, the, the take home message for me is that if you can get involved here or just get involved somehow, um, you know, likely if you're listening to this, you're more fortunate than the vast majority of the world. Um, and everybody should find a way to, to give back, to give to those that are less fortunate. I'm um, going to put a smile on someone else's face. That's, uh, that's our motto. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank um, you. I actually think you're more of a hero now than even before I spoke to you because no, I'm about your different. clothing drive, but now hearing yeah. about this, it's really, um, it's not your, you could have your life more convenient and less, um, <laughs> you know, less stuff around for that month plus. Um, but it's really a, a beautiful thing that you do for others. And also, um, like I said, we, we need people to, um, to actually show the world who we are, who we're meant to be. Um, so we thank you for um, right. carrying that positive, uh, that, that positivity that, that a Torah should represent. So we wish you uh, continued Hatzlacha um, you and you so can uh, check out, uh, check out uh, the website one more time. bctoydrive.com. Excellent. Okay. Well, happy Hanukkah to you. And uh, we hope it's a restful one. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Thank bye you bye. so much. You can sure. catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.